Welcome to Expository Preaching Simplify. This is Pastor Wagner, and this is part 11 of our study. And this one's entitled, Make It Plain. My first semester in seminary included my first homiletics class. At the start of the semester, we were given class assignments, which included developing an illustration file for preaching. We were to fill a file box with three by five cards. Each card was to contain an illustration that we had recorded, and the, the whole was to be arranged in alphabetical order. I had to record every antidote, quote, and story uh, that I could find. And do it by hand, by the way. Do it on three by five cards found in the box. In those days, photocopiers were not available, if you can imagine that. A general lack of financial resources also meant that I could not clip articles from magazines and newspapers that uh, uh, I had subscribed to. So I ended up going to the library a lot, copying illustrations by hand. I hated this tedious, time-consuming assignment. When our files were returned to us with a grade, I learned that a number of my fellow students had clipped the pages out of multiple issues of our daily bread and uh, pasted them onto three by five cards. Our daily bread, which is still around, by the way, is a daily devotional resource distributed free to churches. Each day usually has a brief story or antidote of some kind. I remember thinking at the time, why didn't I think of that? My irritation, though, dissipated when the professor commented, it looks like some of you sacrificed your daily breads. Well, there had to be a good reason he didn't want to have us taking shortcuts. But it certainly wasn't apparent to me at the time. After graduation and assuming my first pastoral assignment, I soon realized the value of systematically filing away potential sermon illustrations. Preaching three times a week and soon had soon used up uh, every tried-and-true sermon illustration I had. There was an easier way, though, to collect and file illustrations by then, thanks to the photocopier the church had. Since then, I have photocopied potential illustrations from newspapers, magazines, books, and so forth, filing them in three-ring binders, which uh, were set up alphabetically. Today, uh, there's a wealth of illustrations online, uh, and the search engine has pretty much replaced the need for all those three-ring binders. Sermon illustrations are, though, very important, and they're important for a number of reasons, as I learned very quickly. First of all, as the old saying goes, a picture is worth a thousand words. Illustrations are pictures, word pictures, and the words we use to paint the picture is our brush. Illustrations are pictures of truth that we draw in the listener's mind. They communicate concepts, ideas, principles, and actions efficiently and effectively. The second reason for using illustrations is that they enable us to present the proper application of some biblical truth. This is where an antidote or a story is so valuable. It may be a biblical story, a historical account, a current event, or a personal experience for that matter that will demonstrate the right application of the principle under consideration or the lack of it. 
A third reason for using good illustrations is that a contemporary story or comparison will lift the biblical principle out of its ancient historical context and make it relevant to today's challenges. Biblical principles are timeless, but we need to make the application culturally relevant to our listeners. The fourth reason for using illustrations is that they make truth memorable. People will soon forget the sermon title, outline, and even the text, but will retain, will retain the truth they find uh, in a relevant illustration. Good illustrations always stick in the listener's minds. One final reason for using a good illustration is to give listeners a break from long stretches of logical arguments and intricate explanations. Minds learn best when they can take momentary breaks from serious instruction. A good illustration gives such a break, and yet at the same time, it builds on the truths thus far communicated. There are various types of sermon illustrations. One type comes from the Bible itself. They can be taken from biblical history, Bible stories, parables, prophecy, and more. Using biblical illustrations is an excellent way to demonstrate the results of obedience or disobedience. Another type of illustration is the historical illustration. There are unending illustrations that can be drawn from history. A third type of illustration comes from statistics, polls, surveys done in the present day. They are useful resources for understanding how biblical issues are perceived in today's world. Another type of illustration is a current event taken from today's news. And then there's also quotes, anecdotes, and stories of all kinds that make great illustrations. Where do you find them? Well, the sources of engaging illustrations are many. Nonfiction books, historical accounts, newspapers, and magazine articles are all great sources. The Internet has put these resources at our fingertips. No longer do pastors need multiple magazine and newspaper subscriptions. Also, don't overlook the many good books of illustrations that are available today. I suppose I have over 20, at least that many, 20 or more in my library, and I use them regularly. Databases of illustrations arranged alphabetical uh, in alphabetical order are also available online. Then you can consult commentaries and sermons in print as well. They can also be a source of illustrations. Listeners, including family members and friends, can, uh, and, and, and those, any of those or anyone that uh, appreciates the use of a good illustration, will become, no doubt, a good source for illustrations as well. Uh, many are the times that folks in my church have handed me clippings or photocopies or given me interesting stories or information, and most of them you can't use that week, but sometimes, somewhere along the way, you filed away and, and uh, uh, put in a way, uh, saved in a way that you can lay your hands on them, they'll become valuable at some point. Then my wife and my daughter are my personal researchers. If I just need something and I can't find it, uh, they're really good at it, and you, you'll have those type of people in your life as well. So <clears throat> these are your sources your resources. But don't forget that personal experiences that you have had 
it is a rich source of illustration as well. You know, you don't rely on them exclusively, and you don't get too you don't want to have too many of these. Uh, but occasionally, it's it's the perfect illustration, and they can make some of the very best. People will listen in rapt attention when they know you are speaking from personal experience. Well, make every effort to find the best illustrations, the most appropriate ones, and the most engaging stories, the most engaging facts, historical analogies, and on and on. Don't just slip an illustration into the outline here and there. Do make sure that they serve a needed purpose to truly paint the word picture you need at that point.